Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Nessing Handover podcast. You have your favourite dynamic duo, you have me, Jerry, and the lovely Diane here to bring you another episode. Yes, we are in September. We are Hello. in September. Hello, September. All terms yeah. are upon us. The children are going back to school, uni and everything is back to restarting. Mm-hmm. And we're, Life is we're, we're, we're in the last bit of 2020, really, aren't we? We're yeah, the last quarter. Well, that flew by. Most of it was spent under quarantine, but, you know, we knew. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy how time has flown, yet we've been on a standstill in our lives to an extent. Yeah. Time. And the time has literally just flown by. Can you believe that it's we're actually crazy. September? Like, Boris closed the schools down, closed everything down, end of March. Yeah. And now look where we are. It's nuts. Absolutely oh. nuts. How are you feeling about everything going to going back to somewhat normal? You know what? I think it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice to see that people can be excited about back to school and seeing them in their uniform and being fresh and taking those pictures, seeing people go back into the office. I think it's normality that people need. Yeah. Um, it's a boost and a motivation to kind of get on with things and just come out of, as you said, like this hibernation that we've all been forced to be in. Obviously, we've had to be in it for the good of the country, for the good of everybody's health. But yeah, yeah, it's time. It's time to get back into business. No, that I'm there with you. I totally agree with you. I think... We've been home, well, not us, because, you know, we've been working our shop floor. But I think everyone has been home for so long that people need that break away from their family, loved ones, being alone, and to socialise more and just get back to what was our life before. Obviously, like, things are not going to be the same. The fact we've got to wear face masks and stuff everywhere. But the little things, like, like you said, going into the office, going into back to school, seeing your friends, seeing your family, Getting back to being like doing social activities, like it's either now or never, and we can't live in this bubble forever. No, and as many, I guess, scientists or researchers have said that, you know, there's no predicting how long the virus is going to be around. Yeah, and the world can't just be stagnant and be at the mercy of a virus. Mm-hmm. You kind of need to overcome, overcome it, and kind of find a way to live with it in the best way possible. Yeah. So we wish you guys well, a happy September and a welcome back to some sort of normality. Yeah. Depending on wherever you're based, whether you're, you know, school age, teenage, uni age, work age, whatever. Hope that, you know, what you're about to embark on is what you guys want to do and, you know, it will be fulfilling as much as possible. But yeah, with that being said... That probably takes us to our first topic. Why yeah. have my mind gone blank? Geraldine? We're going into the, the meat stuff. Yes. So, guys, I hope you've got your drinks, whether it's your tea, your cuppa, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Be ready. So, the first topic we wanted to discuss is coronavirus. We've spoken about this many, many times. However, we're not doing the numbers, all that jazz. We yeah. wanted to find out what you guys think about 
the government paying insta celebs and influencers and other celebs paying them to essentially promote the track and trace mm-hmm. however you know but during all of this protesting and stuff for nursing for nursing and midwifery to have a pay increase but where are we going from now yeah i mean firstly when i read when i read the article about um the government using taxpayers money that's the first one we need to very stress that point mm-hmm. our money to pay celebrities to promote track and trace now if you're not from the uk i'm sure every other country is doing this but it's it's something they're trying to sell a lot so everywhere you go they're taking your details so that if somebody who's entered that establishment it could be a bar it could be a restaurant any kind of public place, if they end up being tested positive for the virus and you were there within 21 days, you're contacted, basically. And, you know, advised to follow the advice of isolating, getting yourself tested, etc. Now, fine, you may want to do that, but what I don't understand is why must you use our taxes to pay celebrities? When we're crying that we haven't got money. And not be out not be upfront with it i think that's the worst part yeah like just tell me what that you want to use the money or want to do something with it you know at the end of the day we can't we can't shout screaming for for them to stop using our money but if they're going to do this why not at least let us know where our tax money is going right but yeah, I think for me, the big issue is the fact that we were not told candidly about them spending this kind of money. Yeah. You know, we're, being, we're finding out afterwards that this was where our taxes have gone. But where and is the same why are celebrities being the mouthpiece? Like, I don't get it. Like, where is the same thing when people are shouting at us? Saying that we pay your we pay your wages, um, you're also paying them. Where is the same thing that you're shouting at us with? If you're going to, yeah. Anyway, I'm probably taking this way too far. Than it needs to go. Oh, it's not even about being far though, because at the end of the day, to me, the government is showing yet again that nurses are down here, and these celebrities they're up here. Sorry, right. that's what you're showing me, because you're saying that they're worth the tax to, for them to promote track and trace. Yeah. But us who are still working our normal shifts, we're still having to work with all of the pressures that we're faced. And mm-hmm. short staff, lack of PPE, people are dying, anxiety, fear, nurses who are having to live separately from their own families in the peak of the virus to protect them. They're not worth being given more money. But no. a celebrity who's on Love Island for three months and basically wins a contract with Pretty Little Thing or in style can be given more money to tell people I'm out here at this restaurant I did my track and trace you should do your track and trace no stop it can we do this like this makes me want to be like I'm gonna leave nursing and go on Love Island win it and you know live a great life well yeah I mean if we have to do is walk around in a bikini for three months try and find love come out be active on your social media win a contract then why not 
I mean, even the government's going to give you money. <laughs> so why are we going to uni, stressing ourselves, killing ourselves for what? You know, you have nurses that are going to food banks. You have nurses who are having to work extra shifts, more than their contracted shifts, just to make ends meet. And yet, giving them more money is like pulling teeth for the government. It's like it's just impossible. Honestly. Like we, we already know, they want to keep the rich rich and the poor poorer. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that sadly the cookie crumbles. Obviously, as we always say, we're not a political podcast at all. We're just sharing our views on the current situations. If you feel like, you know, that we're wrong and you want to, I said, challenge us. So I'm not sure that's the right word. We're yeah, open to it. At the end of the day, we all want to learn. I mean, like Gigi said, it's not about politics, but at the end of the day, you know, we, to me, make a very strong contribution to society. Mm-hmm. And as a workforce, we're the reason why Verti is still standing at the moment. That's personally what I think. So I don't understand why we're begging and pleading for reward, but a simple celebrity, and I'm sorry, they are simple because it doesn't take, it doesn't take um, brains to take a picture. No, it doesn't take brains to put on clothes and match them. Sorry, it doesn't. And yet, they're being given money. They're having money pumped into them from my taxes. I'm being taxed so much money for it to be handed over to someone else who does him. They don't do anything. No, it's really annoying. I can't even believe. I can't even believe that it, that they've done it. Are you shocked though? Like, really? Look at our government. Are you shocked, mate? As for Boris, Boris Sanko. Boy. They're shambles. They're actually, it's, you know, it's very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing when you, you look at your government and you think you have no hope and you have no faith in them. It's like been to do a job. They've been on a roller coaster and you're at the top of the, top of the, like, the peakest point and you're, you're about to drop and you're just like, what? I don't even know if that drop's going to be a safe drop. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, that's how much they they have no clue what they're doing. They don't have a clue what they're doing. It's just, you know, quite disheartening that this is what it's had to come to. Like, obviously, I get that you're trying to influence the rest of, like, the land to embark on this, because a lot of people don't have faith in track and trace. Right. Because, you know, anyone could give you any number. And let's be honest, right now, test positive. Who are you going to contact? The whole world? Because I've been at yeah. work, done all sorts. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, so a lot of people don't have hope in track and trace. Even like the apps they originally created. What, what What's happened with that? We haven't heard anything from that since they announced it. And then they said yeah. it was it was it was off. Like, how do they expect us to want? How do they expect us to want to embark on these things that they're offering? if they're not really showing us anything or being trans- transparent with us and keeping it 100. And I think that's the problem with the government in the UK at the moment is they lack transparency because they don't know what they're doing. And Go on. they're coming out and saying that they don't know what they're doing. They're just basically pretending that they can manage the situation. And they can't. And they're making so many mistakes at the hands of people's lives and of our futures, because at the end of the day, like we go on a lot in our podcast about the fact that we do have nursing shortages, the fact that we are understaffed in, in most areas. 
the fact that nurses are under pressure. How the hell are you selling nursing to anybody when you can't even respect them? If anything, just make us look like, you know, we're in the wrong profession. Yeah. 100%. And when you need us, like you have done, what happened? You came running, you know, you came clapping. What has that done for us? Nothing. We're still in the same positions we were in then. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, so that's our government. That's where we stand right now. I just think it's a shame that they've had to use influencers and celebs and celebs to do this, that, you know, they couldn't just promote this themselves. 100%. Or, you or, know, or even promote this through healthcare. Because, yeah. like, the services we work for, we, uh, we deal with people day in, day out. Fair enough, I'm not necessarily saying just have a poster up. But if it's a bit of health promotion saying, guys, like, you're aware of the track and trace system, et cetera, et cetera, those little things also help too. And they're quite personal. Yeah. It's not like you're just seeing it online and like, oh, I'm going to do that. No. You've had a conversation with a person. They understand it. They've now gone away and they've shared it with whoever else they want to share it with. Mm. But hey, who, we can only hope that, you know, that there's the money that they've spent investing in these celebrities will come to good use. Otherwise, where we'll see what happens. There's not really not much else I can say. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to invest, you have to, you want to hope that your investment does well. Mm. And we can only hope that the celebrities that they've pumped the money into have done their due diligence and promoted the track and trace the way the government wanted to be wanted to be advertised and taken on board but it's just really poor and distasteful yeah well there's a few article posts that have come from this and i will put them also with this story there'll probably be links in our bios for this also um but i think in in line with that that also moves us on to our next topic which is are pediatric nurses ready for quote second wave unquote however is this even over yeah i mean i mean so pediatric nurses children nurses i think the reason why we are in the spotlight i think now is because children are going back to school yeah there's more thing again um and i guess the two and two together is more mixing back to school means high cases, which means a spike. Essentially, I think is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, personally, for me, no, I don't think we're going to see any difference in the sense that um, the first wave isn't even over yet, and mm-hmm. who decides who decides it's over? I don't know. Does who decide it's over? Does every every each government decide it's over in every part of the world? No, no one knows. So, to me, how do you predict that that one's over before the second one is supposedly meant to start? <laughs> I agree with you so, so much. And I think that's how they, they're playing on people's anxiety. That's how they're, they're scaring people. That's how they're controlling the narrative. Because really and truly, this has never ended for there to be a second one. No, we're still on lockdown. 
as much as things are releasing, we're still under a lockdown, guys. Yeah. So, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a word, that's wordplay, more than anything. Um, I think the biggest issue for us as paediatric nurses isn't so much all the kids coming in. I think that, because I still think parents will be hesitant to bring their children into a hospital environment. Mm-hmm. And I think that will then put pressure on our school nurse colleagues. I think that's going to put pressure on the health visiting colleagues, the community nurses, because they might be the ones that see stuff going on in the home. Yeah. Or see stuff at Because those kids are not presenting at, at accident and emergency as yeah. they normally would before. Um, I feel like the virus itself, the issue is kids are super spreaders, supposedly. Yeah. It's not more them being unwell, it's them giving it to other people. And like the kids can fight it off. However, we have seen, you know, the pediatric version of Corona that they've said, I've forgotten what that acronym stands for, but to do with like the inflammatory systems. Um, we have seen that happen, but we, there hasn't really been much. And also, we've, as we've seen, Corona was mainly killing our adult, our, like more adults than anything else. Not saying yeah. that, you know, you can't kill off kids too. But, but I think is we also need it's to... Rare. Pardon? It's rare to kill yeah. a child. Yeah. It's rare for it to kill a child, unless you've got other underlying conditions. However, we also need to look, like we're also entering flu season and kids yeah. are going back to school. A lot of them haven't seen each other in the last six months. A lot of them just want to give each other a hug, a kiss on the cheek, etc., etc. How can you now say to them, you can't play with so-and-so? Like, good luck telling a reception, a reception child or a year one child, you know, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Mm. Like, these things are inevitable. And flu kills so much more than anything else. And again, we're entering that season. For us, I think, as paediatric nurses, we deal with so much more respiratory stuff, whereas, yeah, corona is a respiratory condition. They've never seen anything like this. Like, we deal with bronch and all this stuff 24-7. It's our bread and butter. And for those who don't know what I mean by bronch, is bronchiolitis, um, which is basically like a respiratory condition that essentially babies get. But and children of a certain age will have, like, an exacerbation of asthma or, like, something like that. Not saying that they may, may even have asthma, but like an exacerbation of a respiratory condition. And we deal with it day in, day out. That's our bread and butter. As we know, as a paediatric nurse, the first thing to go is respiratory before cardiac. So I'm not saying, you know, we're going to be out here managing corona. No, because it's a different, it's something that we've never seen until this year. But some of the symptoms have pretty much been like what we would do day in day out so yeah i think exactly. people are utilizing pediatric nurses because when it comes to certain types of conditions they know their bread and butter they know what would work for their pediatric patients and they're doing the best they can and some yeah. of these trials and things have had to be done on adult patients and luckily they've worked but it could also be an unlu- unlucky for that that specific person that it hasn't worked and you know mm-hmm. the outcomes haven't been as great but I personally think we're we're about to enter the troubling times right now. Now that mm. children are going back to school, um, A and E attendances are about to increase. Not even just for like respiratory conditions, just overall because 
children have big anxieties about going back to school. They've had to live in a for like the last six months, they've had to live in, in conditions that they've never had to. They've never had they've never been restricted that they can't yeah. go outside, they can't do certain things. Like we none of us who probably listen to this podcast and our family members have not been in like we're not old enough to experience the wars and stuff. Mm. And the wars or like the Spanish flu, things like that. Like there are a few people that have, but we haven't. So mm. this is new for all of us, whether we have kids or not, like a, a new way of life, a new way of living. The fact that now most teaching sessions are going to be what via teams for like professional people. Mm. When was that ever a thing that like, you'd always go physically attend a course, do what you need to and go home. Yeah. With all these new restrictions, there's new things that are going to be put in place. And I think, going back to the topic, um, are paediatric nurses ready for the quote-unquote second wave? I think people, will, if if it is to happen, again, like Diane said, I don't believe the first wave is even over. But, you know, if there is another rush of things happening, yes, they are going to use paediatric nurses and like they have been and some places are still using paediatric nurses in their adult departments because you know the pandemic isn't over and also I feel like paediatric nurses we are equipped to deal with the matter at hand Mm -hmm. more so than others I would say yeah and we are used to how a child presents you know the clinical symptoms how to treat it you know we're used to it in that sense there's a familiarity so we are the in the best position mm-hmm. to look after these children and their families in the best way possible yeah um, ideally i would love there to be a major like health promotion drive in schools in nurseries in any kind of facility where children are going to be from this september where there's a big heavy promotion on good hand hygiene on yeah. um good mask care um on just general health yeah i think that will also help big time yeah because i think it's teaching the young people the young people and the children about how to remain generally clean during this time i know it sounds very stupid because obviously you know that's what you ideally should learn from home but Mm. there is lots of things like there's lots of things you learn from the community around you (laughs) Like, your families and your parents can teach you things. But let's be honest, we spend so much more time out of the actual home that that's where you're learning from. That's where everything is being taught and being learnt more than at home. So I I agree with you that I think there should be a massive drive within school health, health visiting, more of the community settings rather than the acute because we're not seeing that many children come in to A&E with such attendances. Don't get me wrong, like you have your days and that, but since Corona's happened, what you might get sixty kids in twenty four hours, if that, which yeah, is not much. That, shows you, that shows you that. Yeah, that 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 shows you for sure that not everyone needs to present to any. Yeah, and we can prevent people coming in by giving them the education and facilitating the practice so people know what to do and how to do it. Yeah, prevention is all better than cure. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like, I don't even think this is just based. This is just for Corona. 
I think if you're looking at this as a long-term thing, I think just in general, all the things that you see in the community setting that people are always trying to fight, like obesity, dental care, healthy eating, little things like that, all of this together, I think, could be implemented. Obviously, it's going to be a big thing and a big change and a big drive. I don't see why we couldn't do it. Mm. Obviously, not just the two of us. I mean, all of us. Yeah. In like different angles. Yeah, like I know, like a few, for example, a few soft plays have opened, and like my colleagues have said it, and been like, imagine if we could, if this, imagine if you know, they could place a nurse or healthcare professional in one of these settings, and you know, these parents that bring these their children to these types of events have any questions, you can ask those questions to the health professionals, and Mm. if anything, they could signpost you. Yeah, which would be great. I don't know if they will ever do that, but it's a great initiative. But like a lot of it, and like you said, a lot of it is giving people the information. Yeah, because people need information. If someone has information, they can make an informed choice. They can make an informed decision. But if someone has no information, they're green. They don't have an idea what to do, how to go about anything, mm. and then they place limitations on themselves and they place limitations on their children. Yeah, and it's enough around them. Yeah. And then that then harbours more issues like anxiety, like worry, like panic. Yeah. And then you can't then enjoy everyday life because you're so you're worrying about the germs, about the virus, about what if this happens to my child, or what if I give this to my child, or what if this child gives it to that child. And to be honest with you, parents, carers, children, adults, we shouldn't have to, we should we should be able to know that the person next to me has good had has good hand hygiene knows how to look after themselves has the basics of you know of infection prevention basically because mm-hmm. that's what this is it's trying to prevent infection trying to prevent spread as yeah. much as possible but yeah. anyway, such is life such but no life. like i definitely think pediatric nurses pediatric services will be utilized again when once winter comes Mm. because it's not just going to be the flu we're battling we're also going to be battling corona because it's still around let's not lie it's it's it's, it's here it's here to stay yeah boy boy yeah, boy I think, I think this time next year it will be done but do you think I it'll think be completely done it will be done i think it's a, a year a year from when we first knew about it to now, I think it'll be like a year roughly. That's gonna be like um, January, no? Like I, I think what March? Okay, fair enough. March, April. That would be like a good year, and like life can continue. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that you think in practicality. You send your child to school. Okay, one of them got it. They will have to quarantine for two weeks. It's not gonna happen. It's not realistic. People need to make money. Like, if you've been furloughed or not, people have money to make. People have things they need to do. They've got children to feed, homes to pay for. Yeah. So, element of me, I just feel like a year will be when I think a good year is when I think we'll be seeing. Okay, right. It's it's there, but it's controlled, or there's less infection rate, and people aren't Mm. really dying from it anymore. And you know, and again all of this playing on numbers and it's all to me like it's all engineered in type of way Mm. for sure 
you know, because there's no consistent trend now. There's no consistent numbers. And as much as they show you who died, they're not showing you who survived. No. And that's like the one thing, like, they tell us all about, let's be honest, we hear about the numbers as well, you know, in in the UK, there's been like 40,000 deaths, etc., etc. Yeah. But they're not telling us how many people actually contracted and survived. It's only yeah. the death numbers that we're hearing. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably a lot more people that have had it and survived than died. Yeah. And it's going to be the bad news that they're going to publish because that's going to give them the good press. Yeah, and that's the problem. If you're not getting a really a true picture of of what is really going on because they'd rather promote the negative mm. because people love talking about the negative. People love to disseminate this and that and conspiracy theory this and oh my god the numbers are so high and you know it's easier to talk about negative and talk about positive unfortunately yeah and that's with everything because you Mm -hmm. but even if you think about like your friendship groups you never tell your friends when things are going good in anything it's when it's going bad that you know everyone knows the issues yeah yeah exactly so Guys, let's let's try and push out good news. See if that helps. And yes. pediatric nurses, get ready because you know we will be utilised. I don't really know what else to say around that because looking at what we've had to do this time round, redeployment will be a thing that I think they will prey on, depending on how bad it gets. Which is sad though because you're taking them from another service that needs them just as much. Yeah. But people don't want to believe that. They think it's just down to numbers. But I don't would I'm not saying I want to use it at the extent or our patients or clientele, etc. etc. But it will be at their extent at their joking all your words that they are expense. Yeah. Which is a big, big shame. Mm. And with anything, sadly, there has to be something significantly go wrong before they realise, oh no. You shouldn't have done this. Mm. Just like how Public Health England, have, like in our last episode, we spoke about how they've come out to say, you know, that they didn't handle Corona well. Yeah. And now they've disbanded. But why does it always have to be the negatives? Exactly. Probably. But also moving on to the negatives and positives is our third topic, which is about the fair let me say this correctly the fair pay for nursing campaign that donna Kinnear, dame donna Kinnear, sorry let me get her name right um she is the lead for the rcm yep she's the boss the big boss at the top um she has been speaking about a campaign for creating fair pay for nursing advertising that ideally that they that the campaign aims to secure a fully funded 12.5% pay increase for all nursing staff covered by the agenda for change, which the agenda for change is what essentially tells us roughly how much we're going to get paid in our bandings. Mm-hmm. Which if this is like, why do we have to beg for money for a support system that the country needs? Yeah. I mean, and like, like this isn't, go on. I was going to say, I was going to say so that prior to um, Dame Donna Kinnear, the person that she succeeded had a very big campaign drive for us to get a pay rise. And when we didn't get one, she actually had to step down. Um, so this is really brave 
of Dame Donna Kinnear. Yeah. I think because it does like, you know, her leadership is essentially like on the line and she's really pushing for this. Um, it's quite like Gigi said, it's very frustrating because again, we're begging, we're campaigning, we're almost having to plead our case as to why we deserve a pay rise. Yeah. And why should and, that be the case? Yeah. And I kind of feel like there's no other job that I know where somebody campaigns for a pay rise. I haven't no. seen it. These times, did not the MPs not get an extra 10k for working yeah. from home? Yeah. So it's quite frustrating. Welcome it, because again, it's is putting it at the forefront, but I'll tell you one thing, since it's been in the news, I've not seen it on BBC News, I've not seen it on ITV, I've not seen this campaign publicly anywhere, apart from like on Facebook, on the Nursing Times, on the RCM website. I've not seen it, you know, plastered, I've not seen billboards, I've not seen it put into the atmosphere that, gosh, this is a really big deal, this is a very big issue. And that just shows you how unimportant we are, quite sadly. Yeah, and it's such a shame. It's like we haven't seen any of this happen. None of it at all. No. But this is just like the nursing protest. Did we see any of this on the news? No. They didn't. Nothing at all. You know, and I think that's the reason why um, the campaign is so important because it, it really ignites the conversation of the nurses still haven't had the recognition. They still have not been given a pay rise. And I think, how much is Donna Kinnear going for? She's going for... 12.5%, which is a lot. We barely even get 1%. Yeah. And, you know, anyone else would listen to the stuff that nurses have to pay for. You know, we pay for to be registered as nurses. That's £120 a year. Mm. We pay to belong to a union. We pay um, for the car park. Yeah. If we drive into work, we pay for additional courses that we want to take on. So we pay for a lot when you think about it. Yeah, no, we definitely do. Big time. You know, so we are paying for to be registered on, the, on our registers, nurses, that's £120 a year. We are paying for additional courses if we want to take them. Mm-hmm. We are paying for the car park if we drive into work. Um, if we have children, we're having to pay for childcare for those children so that we can come and work. So when you think about 12.5%, it's not a lot. No, but we, like I said, we only barely even get 1%. Yeah, so it's a very great start. Like, And it's a campaign, I think, us as a team, we are behind in a sense that we welcome it and we would love, 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 love us as nurses to get at least that to start off mm. with, you know. And I, I think if you look at our, start, our starting salary in London or out, out of London and you look at what other professions are getting as their starting salary, we're still bottom, we're still bottom, wow, sorry guys, we're still bottom of the barrel. Like, it's just such a big shame. Big, big shame. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate, again, you know, how we, we want people to join the workforce. We want people to, to love doing our, doing what they do. Yeah. And like we always say, you know, you don't nurse for money, but nurses also have to live. Yeah. You know, 
we need to bring money home. We want to be homeowners. We want to drive nice cars. We want to go on lovely holidays. We want to wear nice things. We want to be the best, like everybody else. But it's like, even now, me listing that, it's like I have to justify why I want a pay rise. And it's so mad. Like, imagine, like, I have to justify that. Why? But look at all we do. And look at nursing. It's like, there's so many different avenues, so many different avenues, and they're all very much needed. But you're not going to pay us what, what we deserve. No. I don't think that's right. No. So guys, we need to spread the word of the new campaign, Fair Pay for Nursing. Because I don't even think that just applies to actual nursing staff. I think it applies to anyone who's on the agenda for change, which is also healthcare assistants, AHPs, nursing associates, like everyone who's on that NHS agenda for change deserves a pay rise. Like we all work hard, not just nurses all of us, all of us within the profession, we all yeah. contribute. For example, like you probably have some HCAs in your departments that are probably more qualified than the nurses. Mm. And they deserve that pay just as much as we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, please push, 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 push for the fair pay for nursing. I really don't know why I can't pronounce words today. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, it's that bank holiday feeling. I still can't believe today's Wednesday. And that's how you know. The year is going quick. Honestly, before you know it, it'll be January 1, 2021. Oh, God, I know. Pray. But no, so, yeah, I think that's all of our topics for today. Yes, 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 yes. And then, as always, message us, slide into the DMs. And definitely, like, we want to know what you guys are thinking and feeling about, like, the things we've discussed. I think especially about the Insta celebs being paid. That, yeah, is shocking. And I really want to hear people's opinions about that. If you knew about it, how you feel about it, if you think it's a good thing, because you might think it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Is it a bad thing? Or if you've just heard about it now, this week, yeah, please feel free to share your thoughts on this. 100. So, on that note, I believe we are over and out. Please don't forget to hit us like DD said, hit us up on our DMs, slide into the DMs, email us at our lovely nursing handover podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram. I was about to say Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere, really. We are there, so feel free. Yes. Tune into next week's episode, guys. Yes. Bye. Bye.